Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. It's week 15 in the National Football League, and Ian Ritchie is our guest. The stores are open, people buying, people trying, climbing to get to the top of the world in this modern day war, and it's simple timing. I'm taking my bills, she's taking some pills, he's talking behind the wheel. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host. Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. December 17, 2010, broadcasting live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Red vs. Blue High Stakes Fantasy Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Adkins, team legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football. And as always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, and arch enemy this week in the Little Legends League, Michael Trent. Hey, Scott, uh, appreciate it, and I uh, appreciate the crew uh, that's going to jump in there. Uh, I love the way you opened up the show. You sound kind of down, man. I mean, you know, don't worry about the fact that you left 34 points on the table uh, with Jacks uh, last night. I mean, there was – I mean, I don't know how many times that we've done this show over and over again, and uh, you open it up a lot more vibrant. And uh, this is Scott Atkins. Uh, blah blah blah, and but this time you sounded a little bit different. Are you scared about uh, the fact that you have Jason Campbell to start at quarterback, or I don't I don't know what's going on, Bob. Okay, Mike wants to always make something personal here. Let me let me get this right off my chest. This is the Louisville Legends League. This is the local league. For the last ten years, we've been balanced this thing. Uh, I've been dominating and adding trophy after trophy on my wall here in the red versus blue headquarters. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, 
And uh, here we've got Mike Trent now making the playoffs. I think for the first time since he's been in the league, he's made the playoffs. And I've rolled through the competition this year, averaging like 160 points a game. It's a, it's a league it's a league history record for most points scored. And, of course, I picked up Vincent Jackson a couple weeks back and have kept him on my bench. It was kind of a block move, a block play. Listen to this team that this Louisville Legends crew allowed me to assemble with Arian Foster and Matt Forte and LeGarrette Blunt running back, Andre Johnson, Calvin Johnson, Hakeem Nix, Wes Welker. I drafted Finley. Tammy, I picked up on waivers. Zach Miller, I drafted. And I picked up, uh, yeah, Vincent Jackson. Okay, so what? So what? Big deal. I leave, him, I leave him on the bench. But I've been leaving points on the bench all year. You, you have to with a team like that. And then today, Mike decides to get a little cocky. Listen to what he had to say. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I'm thinking about should I show mercy on you? Should I start Vincent and show mercy? Or should I start terrain and really just hammer you down? I don't know what to do. I I don't know. Part of me feels like mercy. Part of me feels like, eh, go ahead and start Vincent and just win by ten, twelve points. You think you think you're gonna you think you're gonna beat me? Yeah. No, I know I will. It's a guarantee, Scott. I mean, should I start Benson and beat you by 10 or start Terrain and beat you by 20? I don't know. What to do? I mean, it's a tough call. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll let the chat room decide with your uh, Benson, Hillis, Fred Jackson, Turner, Colston, Gaffney, Keller team. Again, I see uh, how you rolled over Turner real quick. It was like, uh, well, we'll see how your Benson, Hillis, Fred Jackson, Turner uh, – Colston, you forgot to emphasize Michael Turner. Yeah, well, I, I you know, I, I've done okay myself with Arian Foster, you know, but look, with Vincent Jackson, I started him everywhere else, but this league it's really difficult to do. Andre Johnson, Calvin Johnson, Hakeem Nix, can't mention any of those guys. And uh, you've been picking on Hakeem Nix a little bit. You shouldn't be picking on Hakeem Nix, especially in a week like to, this week, Mike, where uh, – Steve Smith's out. Manningham is, is probable. He, he does have the injury with the hip. I wouldn't be picking on Hakeem Nix this week. Well, I would because uh, the only reason is uh, at Philly, uh, Philly, you know, their their defense is not the best in the world. But uh, let's face it, uh, Eli Manning, he's having a tough time here in the last couple of weeks. And uh, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put all my eggs in uh, one basket on Hakeem Nix. That's for sure. Well, look, uh, Santi Samuel, uh, he has been – he's questionable. He, he's the stud quarterback there for Philly. He's questionable with the knee. So we're not sure of uh, what we're going to see out of Asante Samuel on Sunday. But, again, that game, uh, Kevin Boss is getting votes this week as the sleeper tight end of the week. Uh, the Eagles allow quite a bit at the tight end position. Matter of fact, only two teams have allowed more passing touchdowns than the Philadelphia Eagles to the tight end position. Steve Smith's out. We talked about Manningham being hobbled. Kevin Boss might saw nine targets last week with four catches. Kevin Boss looks like a little bit of a sleeper option. Do you have any sleepers here you'd like to you'd like to and don't mention yep. Michael Brown. You know, it's not a sleeper. You know, actually uh two sleepers out of this game well they come from this game is what uh, the Giants did uh, last weekend in carrying uh Carrying the ball over well over 200 yards rushing, uh, I see the Giants running the ball, uh, run the ball very effectively, and 
I think it's going to be uh, Bradshaw and Jacobs again running for well over 200 yards. And the over and under is 46. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see any big plays happening uh, from Eli Manning, which, you know, I got him in a, in another league. But uh, I hope uh, – I mean, I'm just telling you what the way I see it. I, I just see it being a ground game for the Giants and just keep pounding it uh, back and forth with Bradshaw uh, and um, and Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good duo. Uh, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna see more of that. Listen, I do want to break down the, the numbers here and the information before we get too deep into it. Uh, the phone number, if you want to get on the air live on Red versus Blue tonight, three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. We're live on thefantasysportschannel.com, streaming live on fsc.fm. Mark Ronick and the guys there at the Fantasy Sports Channel put it together. You can download us on your iPod or your MP3 player if you can't catch the entire show tonight. Uh, it will be available about ten minutes tonight after midnight Eastern Standard Time. We're going to break down the fantasy. Uh, we're going to break down the Football Guys Players Championship, the top players in that tournament. Uh, that contest has a $100,000 top prize and a lot of familiar names up in there uh, in that leaderboard. We're going to break down some of the teams and try to pick our winner here in Week 15. We've got Ian Ritchie as our guest. Hawk and Roll, one of the top high-stakes fantasy players in the country, bar none. Ian Ritchie and Mark Deming have formed the team Hawk and Roll over the years. You uh, likely see him with the uh, Brett Favre green jersey there. Uh, every year, and uh, Ian will be joining us live tonight out of Maui. Uh, he's he's living it up there in Maui uh, on a little bit of a, a vacation, watching some football there. Uh, he had a great. He's a, he's got a top ten team in the fantasy football players championship, and he had a very rough week last week with a top team in the world championship of fantasy football. So we're going to talk to him later at about a quarter past the hour tonight. Uh, Mike, let's, let's keep it rolling here. We've got uh, New Orleans versus Baltimore at Baltimore. New Orleans has allowed an NFL low eight passing touchdowns all year, so don't expect a lot from Flacco here. And Bolden has been so inconsistent, man. You've got to really be tired of, of starting that guy if you have him because he's just you never know what he's going to give you. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got this Derek Mason with the, with the controversy. He talks about the team, and then he five touchdowns in the last six games. And now he gets New Orleans in a big game for Baltimore and New Orleans, to be honest. Uh, Ivory's questionable in this game with the hammy. So, Pierre Thomas, do you like Pierre Thomas this week? There's a question in the chat room, Mike. Pierre Thomas or uh, Austin Collie this week? What do you think about Pierre Thomas? Well, uh, if you're going to go uh, Pierre Thomas versus Austin Collie, uh, I would have to go uh, pretty much with Austin Collie. Uh, the fact, because of the fact that uh, New Orleans, they still have a lot of options there at uh, running back, uh, and they have a lot of options at wide receiver uh, versus yeah. Indianapolis. They've got very few options. Um, so, in the New Orleans Baltimore game, um, you know it, it's going to be uh, the over and under is forty four for a reason. Uh, That's a big game. Scored. Do what? That's a big game, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a huge game, and uh, you know, there, there's uh, Ray Rice. Con- he's continuing to impress. He's getting better and better uh, in each and every game. Uh, I, I see Ray Rice being a major factor for Baltimore uh, as far as Flacco doing the jump offs and things like that. Uh, Bowden Bowden has come to his own. 
against uh, the New Orleans uh, secondary. I think he'll be he'll be good for one touchdown, but you know any more than that, I don't see it. Um, so I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough close game, but uh, you know I see Baltimore winning the game, but I do see a lot of points being scored, and uh, Pierre Thomas could be a factor. Could be a factor. Well, we're going to look at uh, new, uh, the New Orleans and Baltimore game very closely. That's a, that's a game with playoff implications on the line for both teams. If New Orleans loses this game, Atlanta really takes a two-game lead in that division with uh, with one game, uh, you know, one – well, what is it? This is week um, week 15, so two games left to play. They could actually tie and win the tiebreaker still against Atlanta, but it is one of those games that – even if New yeah, Orleans loses, they can still come back and get that uh, and get that uh, home playoff. No game, question, so. Scott. No question. And you know, I've been looking at that division and uh, the way Atlanta plays at home. They are, I mean, they're nuts crazy at home. They do not lose at home, and that's something that New Orleans has been looking at. They do not want to be a wild card uh, and then have to eventually play Atlanta at home because, let's face it, these two teams are the best two teams. In the NFC, uh, you know, I mean, Philly, I mean, Philly's good. I mean, they're going to be right there, too. But uh, when it comes down to it, uh, New Orleans and uh, Atlanta, they're the best two teams in the NFC, in my opinion. Let's move on to Arizona at Carolina, the next game on the docket. We have to do it. This is the uh, Skelton and Clausen Bucket Bowl. I don't think we'll see a single forward pass in this game, Mike. Stewart, Jonathan Stewart is the powerhouse here uh, versus the 27th worst team in the league against the running backs. Hightower's been a man on a mission, looked great last week, and, and now he has this opportunity against Carolina. Again, a terrible, terrible team against the run. You've got number 27 against the running backs and number 32 against the running backs. This is a Stewart-Hightower-type game. And I would start the Arizona defense in this game as well, Mike. Is there anything else of fantasy relevance here? They're talking about Fitzgerald in the chat room, Mike. Can you bench Fitzgerald this week if you have an option of, say, uh, Mike Williams in Seattle? Can you bench Fitzgerald? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you're talking about this being a uh, big-time high tower and uh, Williams uh, game or uh, Stewart game. You know, I totally disagree right here. The reason I say that is because Tim Hightower, whenever he has a big game, if you look at it back in 2009, 2008, 2007, if you go back, he always has a bounce game. This game, I do not see Tim Hightower being very relevant at all at Carolina in this game. Uh, He had a huge game last week, and uh, kudos to him, great job. But this game, nope, he always – the bounce factor will click in and Tim Hightower will not have a big game this week. All right, we're going to move to the uh, uh, the Ohio Bowl here, Cleveland at Cincinnati. I know you're counting on this game because I think you're starting both running backs uh, in this game against me. Uh, good luck with that. Cedric Benson, Browns are tough against the run. Uh, Cleveland 12th overall gets running back. Uh, Carson Palmer in this game, he could be a startable guy. He did put up 370 yards and two touchdowns earlier in the season. But now you've got Terrell Owens, Mike. Did not practice. He's questionable with the knee. If you had Terrell Owens on your on your roster this year, you were pretty happy about what he gave you. But lately it's been a no-call, no-show 
T.O. Can you can you put T.O. in this game, or does he have to ride your pine? I think you could put T.O. in there because, uh, uh, you know, Cincinnati, there's a chance they may be coming from behind at home. Uh, Peyton Hills, there's no reason why that uh, he's not going to – he will not slow down. Peyton Hills will not slow down. So, uh, you know, Cleveland's going to be uh, in control. Uh, I think what Mangini is doing with that team is uh, phenomenal. Uh, whether he stands or whether he keeps on coaching after this year, I don't know. But, uh, you know, the question you're asking is, uh, T.O., uh, can, can you put him in there? Uh, you almost have to. Uh, Chad, Chad Ochocinco, you almost have to put him in there. Uh, this team, this Cincinnati team, they're in real disarray, and they're looking for connection, and they can't find it, and they haven't been able to find it. Uh, so what's, you know, that – Makes me wonder if I should even start Cedric Benson. You know, should I start Cedric Benson or Ryan Terrain? You know, that that's a question I have uh, looking looking at me. But as far as this game, Cleveland Cincy, uh, I think either one of those wide receivers, T.O. or Chad, um, they're very viable options in this game, especially against Cleveland's uh, secondary. I think they can. I think they can do some things. We're going to bring on our uh, guest of the evening, Mike. Uh, I am honored to do so. Ian Ritchie, talk and roll here is with us. Ian, how are you tonight, buddy? Great. Thanks for having me on, Scott. Hey, I am uh, privileged to have you on, my friend. Uh, Number nine overall in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Uh, The team you've assembled is uh, a, a pretty nasty team here. Rivers you had going last night. McCoy and Foster have been huge for you. Talk about the decisions that you had to make this week. Were there any? Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, uh, we're still stewing over it a little bit. But, yeah, last week, you know, we, we, we fell victim to uh, all the talk of the weather and the New England and the New England-Chicago game and all the hype yeah. of how uh, bad the weather would be and how it would affect everybody. And, and, you know, we pretty consistently started the same lineup all season long. In, in, in the uh, FFPC, and, and God, you know, you look back now inexplicably, and, and, and you look at the weather, and you say, "Just I have no excuse." We we benched uh, Wes Welker last weekend, and it hurt. <laughs> watching that first drive and watching Brady operate in the uh, in the snow, it hurt. And uh, and we started Thomas Jones and got a tenth of a point, and had uh, Welker on the bench with a twenty. So it, it was pretty painful. Hi, hey, Ian. This is uh this is Mike. Uh, Congrats so far, and uh, keep rolling, buddy. Um, Thank you. You know, it, it is kind of funny watching the, the games when I was uh, I was going up to Cincinnati uh, last Saturday, mm-hmm. and we were talking about uh, how weather will impact games. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's funny because uh, you, you look at it, and weather does impact games unless it's some high-profile players like Brady and, and guys like that because uh, it didn't uh, – they didn't care. I mean, it was just you know we're gonna we're gonna do what we need to do. And uh, what do you think about that? Uh, well, you know, I should have known better. You know, I, I, two years ago we got stung pretty bad, and I, you know, uh, the same kind of thing happened. And you know, it was Arizona in the, in the snow or in a cold game. I think it was two years ago. You know, and, and Warner put up a dog and just a terrible game. And you know, we had Breston, he put up a terrible game. And you know, but they're more of a kind of a finesse downfield throwing team. And I should have known better. I mean, you know, Brady's the master at the at the eight, ten yard pass, the underneath stuff like that, and that's that's all they could throw. And that's Welker's bread and butter. It was, just, it was a terrible mistake. But you know, you, you, sometimes you buy into that weather stuff. 
And uh, it does make an effect quite a bit, you know, with kickers and, and things like that. But I think it depends on the team. And, you know, just, I just feel awful about not starting Welker, you know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I watch, I watch Sharp and I watch all those guys on, on TV just, you know, watching it. Oh, you know, no one's going to do anything in this game. And it, that stuff has an effect. Whether you want to admit it or not, it does. And, and uh, it just it kills us. <laughs> and it probably built it up for the hype and the effect, too, because, you know, I, and again, that could have been a game where they just handed the ball off left and right. That's the kind of conditions we were expecting. And then the game yep. comes on, and I don't even think it was snowing. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here, you know? So, uh, that first drive made, made, my, made my stomach hurt. <laughs> we're listening first drive, to I think, four with... for, uh, yeah. I think he had four for 50 on the first drive, and my stomach was hurting already. You you could tell <laughs> what was, was going to happen, you know? You could see it. Yeah. So. Anyway. Mm. Other than that, our, we, we pretty much consistently started the same team in that league. And so our lineup decisions in, in the FFPC have been pretty easy. You know, um, like I said, we started the pretty much same team. We lost Jeff Reed uh, on that team when he got cut. And so we were without him for a handful of weeks. And uh, when he signed, that was a blessing. And we felt we felt pretty fortunate that, that he hooked on with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you lose your kicker, you're just absolutely sick because that's an extra eight or ten points a week that you're counting on every single week. So, now, you've got yeah. Macklin on this team. You've got to be disappointed after last week's Macklin effort, and you've got Jennings without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Talk about you've got Nate Washington on the bench with a great matchup this week. Is this even a consideration mm-hmm. for either of those guys? Um, you know, probably not. You know, I'd like to say yes. You know, I – it, with Jennings, you know, it, it was a good sign how many times Flynn threw the football last week, and, 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 and I felt like Jennings actually caught a touchdown that they didn't give him credit for. Uh, and I know that he wanted them to, you know, throw the challenge flag when they didn't give that touchdown to him. You know, that, that it, you know that, that's a little encouraging, and, and I'll probably stick with him. You know, it's geez, it, the lineup decisions at this time of the year are so tough, and, and, and a lot of it for me is, you know, what can I live with? And, and if, if, uh, if I start Jennings and he has a worse game than, than – than, um, you know, Nate Washington, you know, I, I, I can live with myself. Um, and it, but if I start Nate Washington and Jennings throw, throws up 30 points, it's just it, – it, sometimes it's just too hard to take. And so, I, you know, I, I'll with a Jennings, I'll, I'm sure I'll start him. Um, you know, other leagues, it's Bo. I mean, I, I look at Bo this week, and I don't know what to do with, with a Dwayne Bo. I don't have him in the FFPC main, but I have him in a lot of the leagues. And, you know, there's a perfect example of a guy. You sit there after two weeks, and you say, geez, now what am I supposed to do, you know? Yeah, Dwayne Bowe. Uh, you know, what do you what do you guys think about? I mean, what, what, what would you do if you had Dwayne Bowe this week? I mean, you, you know, I mean, obviously it depends a little bit of the plays. Is Croy that bad? Yeah, Bowe is uh, Bowe is a major major question mark with Croy. Uh, you know, you, what what can you do? There's not there's not a lot you can do. You have to just sit there and uh, wait for some news on Matt Castle. The good thing is Matt Castle is practicing, and mm-hmm. so uh, you know if you're practicing, you can play. Yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> Mike, yeah. you had a you had a thought there. Go ahead, bring that up. Yeah, uh, you know, Dwayne Bowe's been such an uh, enigma the last couple weeks. I mean, he's he's thrown up goose eggs, and you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard to want to start him. But uh, mm-hmm. like you said, Scott, uh, you know, if, if Castle's there, uh, you got to put in Bowe. If Castle's not, where do you go? And it's a tough it's a tough decision to make, uh, but I cannot see uh, I I can't see Dwayne Bowe whether Castle's in there or not throwing up three goose eggs in a row. So <laughs> I, I mean, I almost got to I, I almost got to I got to start Bowe. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it was tough watching those, last week. Well, yeah, it was, it was tough watching last week when uh, when one play after the next, incomplete the bow, incomplete the bow. You know, he, he got. I mean, my guess is I didn't look, but I, I figure he's probably targeted seven times last week, and you know, four or five of them were short little balls where you know you hope to get that and, and have him take it. You know, either a long way or for at least ten yards or something, they couldn't even complete those. And so I'm with you. I think that if you know, for at least for me, if you know, if Castle's in there, I, I'm I'm sure I'll probably start Bo. But you know, without him, I I have to find a place on my bench for him. Ian, before we get to before we get to your uh, world championship team, which we are going to talk about, and I know you don't want to. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. I mean. I mentioned that you are sitting in Maui uh, while the rest of us are here in either the Midwest or the East or uh, you know 15, 20 degree weather. Uh, yeah. what, what's your take on this? What's your take on this uh, Brandon Lloyd situation now with Orton? I didn't throw Friday. Now you might have Tim Tebow in the lineup. L- L- Lloyd is a guy who got you got a lot of teams here to the playoffs after after picking them up in week two or three. So, what's your take on a Brandon Lloyd? He fits into this type of category here with Bo and Jennings. Yeah, he he does. It's a real parallel with Bo. I mean, it's it, it's the same story. You know, if 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 Tebow's playing, um, it, it it's hard to trust him and throw him in there. And you know, you, you, this time of year, you wanna you wanna play the guys that got you here, and, and that have that potential, and, and that are so good. And and it's hard to bench them because you know when they have a big game and they're on your bench, it's just oh, it's tough to take. But you know, with Tebow in there, um, it, it's it's hard to figure they're gonna throw the ball as many times as Orton's been throwing the football. You know, and they're gonna run the ball a lot more in my opinion, you know, whether it's Tebow or Moreno or maybe some other guys will get some carries, which uh, keeps that clock ticking and uh, shortens the game quite a bit, a lot less plays. My, my guess is, is that they'll have a lot less plays than they normally have. Uh, Orton seems to throw the ball a lot, and their games last forever. I mean, geez, last week at halftime of the other games, there was still seven minutes in the second quarter of that one because both teams were throwing the football so much, and it stops the clock, you know. So with Tebow in there, it, it would be tough for me to start to start Brandon Lloyd. It would be real difficult. Um, if I had another option, if if my options were limited, then then I'd roll with them and I and I and I'd take the chance. But but if I had another option with a decent start, then then I, I would probably go that way. Ian Richie is our guest. Nanzi Osama held him to a single catch in their last meeting. Mm-hmm. Lloyd he's nabbed five passes for 63 yards over the past two weeks. Now you got Tebow that gets the nod over Oregon. Right. I'm kind of like you, Ian McFadden. I mean, there's few things on earth that is are as hot as McFadden right now. And yeah. They have a horrendous run defense in Denver. The same with the Broncos. They've lost their will. They've been beat down. And you've got Moreno, who's extremely productive. And the last time he played, they scored. he scored twice. So, I kind of yeah. like you. This will be a ground-and-pound type of game against the run. And uh, I, I think I'd have to bench Brandon Lloyd. As, as, I, as much as I hate to say it, I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to put him on the bench. It's tough to say, isn't it? <laughs> it is, that, that's a difficult thing to say, but it's true. It is true. Let's talk about your world championship team. I've been watching this team all year round. You've been in the top ten all year. Um, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Dwayne Bowe, Austin Collie's on this team, and Tammy, among others. What uh, what's going on with this team? And uh, just just what do you, where do you go from here? You well, you, you mentioned it. It's it, it's it's disappointing. It, we we had a good season. It's it the season came around kind of how we thought. Um, the team started out a little bit slower, kind of came on about halfway and just kept its foot down. You know, we we felt like we had a good lineup every single week. And, you know, the first week of the playoffs this week, it's, it's you know, it's, it's disappointing. We put up 76 points with what we feel like is a good team. It's the lowest score I've ever had. And uh, it, it's difficult, you know. We, we talked about Bo. Uh, we talked about Macklin. Uh, Ocho Cinco actually put up a good game. And if you can believe it, we spent lots and lots of time on our 
on our lineup decisions on that team. Um, we've had a lot of injuries, a quarterback, and we've kind of battled through that. And, and you know, we, we sit here with Carson Palmer and, if you can believe it, Alex Smith, um, after all the injuries everybody else we've had, whether it was Kolb or Stafford or Stafford again or Kolb again, or, uh, you know, we even picked up Gradkowski along the line. We had Gerard early on. Um, you know, and we made what we thought was a bold move and started Alex Smith last week uh, and benched Carson Palmer and just thought we came up with a coup, and it was great. And then, you know, even with his good game, our team puts up 70-something points, and it, it was uh, it was real disappointing. Yeah, anytime you put up a game like that with that kind of a roster, it is. Uh, Adrian Peterson, Charles, Ocho, Bo. I mean, those guys combined, uh, you know, one, uh, one, one guy – one guy has more points than that in a single drive, you know? I mean, it's, yeah, it, it was unbelievable. And, you know, it, uh, I, I had mentioned it to you before. It was, it was truly one of those, one of those times when, when I, I had to go take a walk and I, I decided to calm down <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I took a walk and, and, and just kind of had to let it go. And, uh, it was, it was real tough. You know, you put up that week, you know, you're out of it. You know, you, you know, you're out of the hunt and, you know, you play all season long because you want to win the whole thing. You know, you don't want to take 12th. You don't want to take 16th. You want to get first, right. you know, and, and so in the first week of the playoffs, you put up that kind of game and you're done. It's just, I, I couldn't get on the web page for three days. I mean, I, it was just it was really, really hard. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping for a bounce back, believe me, this week. And, 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 and yes, I, I'm kind of getting my head screwed on right about it. And, I, you know, we'd like to get back into the top 15 or top 20 by the end if we can. And, and it starts this week. We have some good matchups. Uh, we get Cauley coming back, like you said. But, boy, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure anybody's ever put up 76 in the playoffs before. It might be the lowest score of all time. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was really, really difficult. Ian Ritchie is our guest. Ian, you're also a participant in the uh, Big Payback League, the FFPC, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, the Big Day over the Platinum in the World Championship mm-hmm. of Fantasy Football, where the entry fee is $25,000. Can you give us a little bit of insight into that league and what's going on there? Right. In the, in the, you know, in the Platinum League, we, we had a, a reasonable to, to good season. We, we ended up fourth overall in points. We missed the playoffs. Uh, we struggled a little early. We lost Ryan Grant. You know, we, gosh, you know, we in that draft to, to be pretty specific about it, we we went heavy receiver and took what we thought was an anchor back that we were going to start every single week and kind of wheel a second back from, and, and we'd go heavy at receiver. And, and we drafted Ryan Grant, and losing him uh, just absolutely knocked us down at the knees uh, that first week because then we relied on a bunch of number two and number, you know, in my mind, number two and number three running backs. We weren't strong there. We had great receivers. We had, you know, we got Calvin Johnson, uh, Bo. We had Floyd, who got hurt. Uh, we had Reggie Wayne. Uh, you know, we had a good team. We finished fourth in points. We missed the playoffs, and it's really, really <laughs> disappointing. Uh, last year, I think we were second or third in points and missed the playoffs. And uh, to miss the playoffs in the in the biggest stakes one you're in is, 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 is kind of takes the, the joy out of, of winning your league in the smaller ones. And, and, uh, and that's, been, that's been tough to swallow as well. Uh, the big payback has, has been a good season for us. We drafted what we thought was a good team coming out. We've gotten pretty lucky with, with how McFadden's done. Um, you know, we had a bye last week, so we didn't, we didn't get his 40 points last week. But, uh, you oh. know, we, we we got pretty lucky with how he's done, and he's really helped us because, uh, we you know, and the same thing, we started pretty much the same lineup in that league. Um, and, you know, we, we like our team there, and we think that, that, that we're going to cash uh, first or second, hopefully, in that, in that league. And maybe some of the guys that we're playing with are listening to the show because I know most of them do. So we're coming for you. <laughs> Ian, have you have you ever considered uh, playing in the NFFC Diamond, that league that uh, came out this year, twelve twelve team league? Um, you know, I've never played in the NFFC before. I, I've heard pretty good things about it. I just, I just haven't 
done it. You know, my family, we usually go to Las Vegas the week before, and so we're in town, but it's usually vacation time, and I'm kind of prepping for, you know, the, the World Championship and the, and the FFPC. And so I haven't played in the NFFC before, and, and, and this year I actually spoke to uh, Lou, um, and he told me about the Diamond League, and then and Glenn Schroeder mentioned it once to me, and, and I, before that I hadn't heard of it. So it's uh, it's definitely something we're going to look into next year to play because uh, I'm in town already. So, um, I, you know, I thought about playing the – NFFC this year, and just to be honest, personal opinion, I, I don't want to get into bashing anybody or anything like that, but um, I, I just didn't want to be trying out new software, and so I kind of wanted to see how all the feedback from all the software stuff went and any glitches or anything like that. But you know, I, I think next year we're gonna we're gonna try and play in the NFFC. Hey Ian, uh, real quick, uh, if you don't mind, sure. I, I want to ask a question that uh, we sure. continue to go over and over about. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Your teams and you, you you consistently are in the top uh, top ten and whatever uh, whatever league you're in. Is it because of the way you draft or the waiver wire? You know, I'm terrible in the waiver wire to be honest. I, I, I'm really I, I've never I've never had good luck in the waiver wire. I'm just not very good at it. My, my partner Mark Deming. He's very good at the waiver wire stuff, a lot better than I am. He, you know, and that, which isn't to say we don't overpay or we don't take the wrong guys. Everybody does that. Way, I'm, I'm not a very good person at the waiver wire. Mark's got a much better feel for it than I do. Although this year, I called, uh, I called Scott to ask him about Tammy before I bid the house on him. Um, you know, we we come in with the same strategy. You know, and and different people have different strategies, and and, and I know people think head to head luck, and, and that's very valid. Um, our strategy is you you build a base of points. Uh, with guys, and then you you can build from there with wild cards. And and if you can build a consistent base and and expect 15 to you know 15 to 17 points uh, from each position, uh, you're going to score between 140 and 150 every single week. And um, you know some guys like to take the flyers or like to take you know certain guys. I personally, uh, Mark and I, we like to kind of break the you know our, our when when we put our order together and our tiers together, um, a lot of it's based on consistency of players. And my guess is is next year there will be websites that will come out with consistency ratings. I think people are understanding how how important that is. You know, I, I would rather have a player that scored me 20 points every week than 30, 10, 30, 10. Um, you know, so I, I think next year there, the consistency will be a much bigger deal than, than it ever has been. Um, I've heard a lot of people talking about consistency-type numbers, um, and, and that's what we go for. We, we lean toward players that have, a, you know, kind of a proven track record, um, and are pretty consistent, you know, uh, which is why uh, a lot of times we'll miss out last year on Chris Johnson and, and this year on, you know, the beginning of the season. Um, you know, I, I think, and I, and I believe as Scott does, I, th- I think that if Job at best stays healthy, he's going to be one of the best running backs in the NFL. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind the question is can he stay healthy. You know, from a consistency standpoint, I couldn't draft him this year because of that. <laughs> but if he stays healthy, he will help take somebody to the title. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, you look at it differently. And, and for us, we, we tend to take our wild card guys um, higher spots. Uh, we, we, we I try and stay away from the guys that are wild cards early on. I, I we, we try and make sure we hit on our first five or six picks. And obviously, you know, you can't always bank on that. But we, we try and get consistent guys your first five or six picks and then, knock on wood, try and get lucky with, like this year, was Derek McFadden. I by no means was on Derek McFadden and thought, oh, McFadden's got this great year. Right. I'm going to wait and take him in the ninth round or tenth round or wherever we end up getting him. I mean, I'd never in a million years. It was it was a need 
you know, for us, and we, we, we ended up taking a, you know, in the big payback, for example, we took a running back early and then took some receivers, and we had a need at running back. And so we ended up taking, you know, Jacobs, uh, McFadden. I think we even took Forsett somewhere in there, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, you take your wild cards later after you've built your base, and those wild cards will take your base and put you over the top. That's kind of how we think yeah. of it, at least. And if you put up yeah. 140 to 150 points, you're going a lot more head-to-heads than you lose. Yep. Well, well, I hope that answered the question. Rich- a little long way. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Ian Richie's our guest. Uh, again, Ian, we're, uh, we're, we're just rolling through these games right here. You did mention Java Best. You know, I don't know if he's being determined or delusional, but Jim Schwartz is sticking with Java Best. Sore feet and, mm-hmm. and lagging production be damned. Schwartz was asked Monday if the Lions might mm-hmm. be reaching a, a point of diminishing returns on trying to play best despite this debilitating toe injury. And he, he said he didn't think so. He thought he was uh, bottled up. We expect so much of him because of what we the plays we've seen him make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, listen, he, this guy has made exactly two runs of twenty yards or more in the last eleven weeks, and two receptions of twenty yards or more in eleven weeks. Mm-hmm. So thirty-eight yards on a team high thirteen carries Sunday. He's got a great game this week against Tampa. But you know, I mean, the only way you can play this guy right is if your if your options are like Reggie Bush and Deshard Choice. So. Yeah, it's not, it, you know, know, yes. And and losing Stafford hurt a lot, obviously. Um, you know, Sean Hill likes to check downs. It keeps everybody a lot closer to the line. He throws a lot more to Pettigrew. He throws a lot more underneath stuff and a lot of dumpers. It keeps everybody a lot closer to the line. It's tougher to run on that, you know. But, you know, Stafford in there throwing it all over the field, you know, best would have a lot more room, in my opinion. Um, but you're right. It, 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 at this point in the season, you know, I mean, this week they're probably going to start Drew Stanton, right? What do you do with Stanton there? I mean, are, it is uh, – huh. I mean, I, look, I have Calvin Johnson, and, and Drew Stanton does not put a smile on my face. You know, he got lucky and threw me a slant uh, two weeks ago, and this week, I, you know, I had one catch for 44 yards. And, um, you know, I personally think Java Best is, is, a, is a really, really good player. Um, I think the way their offense is going now and, and the quarterback situation and that they're just straight up a passing team obviously hurts him. Um, but I, I truly believe if he stayed healthy and Stafford's the quarterback, which I guess are two big ifs, um, he could have an enormous year, an, an enormous year for for somebody, and it's obviously not this year, and it might not be next year. But if he stays healthy for a full season, and they can keep Stafford healthy for a full season, then he's the kind of player that that, that can do some electric things that very few other guys can do, I think. Hey, you and Dave, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of great players, uh, you know, fantasy guys that that, that that spotted that a long time ago. You know, Gerzak and you, and and I know that, uh, 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 geez. Uh, off the top of my head, I think, you know, and, uh, yeah, right, right. So you know, there, there's a lot of guys that spotted that. I, I personally, you know, didn't see it. I, I follow Pac-10 football. I know he was good, although I didn't think it was going to translate. You know, I read more into it that he was going to be a Reggie Bush type player. Um, but you know, Schwartz is obviously a believer, and that's why I, I just I, I'm, I'm convinced if Stafford stayed healthy and he could play a full season, that that that, that I, I think he's a real gem. Two teams that are for pretty fantasy. That could put up some offensive numbers this week. Uh, Ian Houston at the tech, uh, at the Titans. Uh, mm-hmm. Kenny Britt back from this hammy versus the 29th uh, against the wide receivers Houston Texans. Last week he was targeted eight times, four catches for 39. So he he could get some mojo going. Collins, in my opinion, could be huge. And on the other yeah. side of the ball, Sean catching fire with suspect corners uh, mm-hmm. from Tennessee. Owen Daniels looking like he's posting 91 yards. Uh, what what else do you see in this game? Andre Johnson obviously is a must start. Do you, you like Kenny Britt this yeah. 
Yes, I do. I, I think I think this has the potential to be the the big scoring game of the week. Obviously, uh, with everybody putting lots and lots of points up. And in an ideal world, when you look at the schedule, you say to yourself, "Man, I, I hope I have a lot of guys in that game." And you know, and yeah. this is obviously one of the games you point to and say, "I, I, I hope I have a lot of guys in that game." There, um, you know, I, I think Foster keeps it up. I think Andre Johnson, even hurt, is just unbelievable. And what he did last week with that ankle limping around was was incredible. But you know, hey, look, Kerry Collins could have a real nice game this week. I think Kenny Brick could have a real nice game, and uh, and Chris Johnson uh, came on came on real nicely. And uh, and I think with Britt back, it, it helps uh, Chris Johnson a little bit too. And so. Uh, I think that you're right. This will be a real high-scoring game, and I'm happy I got a few players in it, to be honest. And it is tempting to start Nate Washington. Um, yeah, that's anyway. a good point. Yeah. Well, we're going to do ra- we're going to do rapid fire with you, Ian, uh, just to get okay. uh, just to have a little bit of fun with our listeners here. Are you ready? Sure. All right, Jacob Tammy or Zach Miller? Jacob Tammy. Roethlisberger or Collins? Ooh. <laughs> That's tough. Probably, <laughs> Probably Kerry Collins. Winslow or Keller? Winslow. Holmes or Tammy? Who or Tammy? Uh, San Antonio Holmes. Holmes or Tammy? San Antonio Holmes. Kevin Boss or Reggie Bush? Ooh. Reggie Bush. All right, Mike, you, have any for, uh, you, have, you have any for Ian? That's, uh, that's rapid fire with Ian Ritchie. Those, are, those, 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 aren't, those aren't easy. Collins and Roethlisberger is a tough one, but this is one of the few weeks I'd probably, that I would actually lean to Collins. Now, if I had the balls to start him in a, in a, in a playoff game in the, in the World Championship, I, I, that's a different question. But if you're asking me in my home league, I'd lean to Collins. Ian, I got one more for you. I'm reaching real sure. deep. Okay. Uh, Cedric Benson or Ryan Terrain? Oh man, you know what? I, I, honestly, as it, it, much of a turmoil Cincinnati's in, um, Washington's probably worse. I mean, I think they're a divided team right now. So I, I'd probably go with Cedric Benson. I don't know what you're going to get with Rex Grossman and a divided locker room where I, I'm not sure a lot of the players want to play for that coach anymore. So um, Terrain's obviously a Shanahan guy, and yep. if a lot of the guys in that locker room aren't Shanahan guys today because of the disrespect he showed McNabb then uh, yep, that could be Paul. a real scary situation. So I, I personally, just because of that, would, would would go away from him. Cool. Ian Richie, you've been a great guest. Good luck in the FFPC and uh, all your leagues, and we hope to uh, we hope to see you uh, in Vegas the next time we're there. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good luck, everybody. Hey, thanks, Ian. Uh, Right. Yep. That was Ian Ritchie. What a great guest, Mike. He's uh, he's living the lab uh, in Maui right now, and he's got some um, he's got some great teams here. Let's keep it rolling. We've got Washington at Dallas. We talked about this game a little bit. You've got you just asked about terrain. I'll tell you what, it's easier to pass on Dallas. <laughs> Number thirty two against wide receivers, but they they make this move to Grossman. Like, look, I have a ticket in my hand right here from the MGM uh, from the Mirage, and I had an over under ticket on Donovan McNabb, and it says over sixteen touchdowns. And uh, he has 14 for the season, and he gets benched this week. What do you what do you make of this Grossman call? <laughs> you know, it's obviously that uh, Donovan and uh, uh, Shanny they're not they're not getting along real well. Uh, it, one one of the two are going to leave after this year, and it's probably going to be McNabb. Obviously, uh, it's been a bad situation there uh, for uh, Washington, but it, it could be good. It could have been good because. I, 
I still think McNabb has something left and uh, has something left to offer the team. Uh, so, but, you know, I mean, it, it is it is what it is, so to speak. And uh, so the way I see it is, uh, you know, you got you you got a ticket for fourteen touchdowns or for sixteen touchdowns, and he has fourteen right now. Yep. Yeah, well, two he's two touchdowns away. Look, you know this game here. This means Ryan Terrain is back, in my opinion. This 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 game uh, spells about Ryan Terrain and Felix Jones. I, I don't see any other way. Kenny has been pretty reliable other than Week Nine against Green Bay. But this looks like that rivalry game for the Cowboys where pride is on the line. Like I said, Felix has been showing signs of life. Witten looked good last week. Hey, I think this is a game where you see that. a lot of Felix, a lot of choice. And then Washington, they're just going to try to get anything going. But I don't I don't see them getting into the end zone too much against this Cowboys defense. No, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I, I have uh, Santana Moss in the league, and, you know, that really hurts his value <laughs> uh, when you look at it because, uh, you know, Donovan and Santana Moss, they've been able to hook up quite a bit here uh, lately in the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, with uh, with with Donovan McNabb not being in there and them starting uh, uh, Grossman, I, I don't know what kind of connection Grossman <coughs> and uh, Santana Moss will have. Uh, so, you know, I need to lean on Santana Moss, albeit he's a third wide receiver on my team, but – you know, he's a pretty important player to me. And uh, so I, that, that's going to make my decisions a little bit tougher. Do I go uh, Santana Moss now, or do I go maybe reach for uh, a Danny Amendola again? Yeah, I think, I think I'm uh, in, in a league, Mike. I'm, I'm benching Santana Moss this week. I just can't do it, not with Grossman. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put in a, a player like of that caliber that you just spoke of. You know, a Lewis Murphy or maybe a Mike Thomas or a Brandon Tate, something like that. You know, Lewis Murphy's been looking better. I mean, he had 11 targets last week, so I'll take that, and I'll take that against the Broncos. So, you know, Lewis Murphy might be the type of guy that I would like. And like you said, maybe an Amendola or something. I don't think I I, I put Santana Moss in there with Grossman. Now, let's look at this Jacksonville Indy game. Indy has to win. They're in a must-win situation here. Uh, Gerard is questionable, but it sounds like he is going to play. Uh, Gerard was, um, he's been um, questionable with his injury, and he's been limited, but it looks like he is going to play this week. He had three touchdowns versus Indian week four, it looks like. Three scores last week versus Oakland. And look, everybody has been torching uh, the Colts. Indian been torched the last four weeks, even Kerry Collins. Uh, but Gerard is expected to play despite the hammy. Garcon has has looked great late, Mike. Uh, a great week heating up, lots of looks, the run game, the ineptitude there. And now you've got Austin Colley back. He's practiced all week. A die is unlikely. Tammy practiced fully Friday. I just I just see Indianapolis at home not losing this game. There's no way they, they lose this game, Mike. Otherwise, they're out. No, no. Their backs are against the wall, and they have to win this game. Uh, I totally agree with you. Uh, uh, the thing about uh, Austin Collie being back could take some uh, it could take some uh, touches away from Tammy, and uh, you know I, I mean I'm just looking at it as a pure speculist, and you know I just I see Collie, Tammy, and uh, Garcon being a you know a great matchup for them to go to, but 
the bottom line with uh, Indianapolis and what they need to do is they, they're going to have to commit to the run at some point in time. I said this on the show last week, and I'm going to say it again this week. They have to commit to some type of run. If they don't, Jacksonville will pin their ears back, and it's going to be a free-for-all. Let's look at this Buffalo-Miami game because we have to, Mike. Miami has given up just six rushing <laughs> touchdowns all year. So, uh, Fred Jackson is not in his uh, going to be in his best form this week. He they stifled several top backs in recent weeks. Uh, but, look, on the other side of the ball, Buffalo is the only team in the league that has allowed over 2,000 rushing yards. So, uh, Ricky Williams has had the, the better yards per, per touch here. I look for Ricky Williams to get involved. Lee Evans is obviously IR, so Steve Johnson will be available to uh, try, try to keep Buffalo in the game. And Buffalo could play the spoiler here. Could keep Miami out of the playoffs with a win. Who wins that game, Mike? Buffalo at Miami. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, they got a couple of good uh, rookie wide receivers. Nelson's one. Uh, Buffalo, uh, Fitzpatrick, he's not afraid to go to those wide receivers. And, uh, it would not surprise me one bit to see uh, Buffalo uh, win this game. The only reason I say that is because Buffalo, they it's not like they're losing games badly. They just, they're just getting beat. And, you know, it would not surprise me to see them going to Miami uh, with Fitzpatrick and the, those new young wide receivers and uh, win this game. Yeah, I look for Marshall to rebound in that game. Marshall will be Marshall. Miami will get this win at home after a big win against the Jets. They've got momentum going on. I love that head coach, Sperano. Let's face it, he's a good he's a good head coach. Uh, and, you know, I didn't get for a long time why he always wore those sunglasses. That's a medical condition there. It's not like he's trying to be cool. Right. It's, it's, right. it's a medical condition. I think he was burned at some point. So let's move on to the KC at St. Louis game, Mike. This is a, this is a rivalry game in-state. And, again, uh, Matt Castle took part in the third consecutive day of practice after that appendectomy and the 31 nothing loss against San Diego. Sam Bradford uh, in a game where he's trying to keep the playoff hopes alive for this team. Mike, somebody in the NFC West is going to get in the playoffs with a 7-9 and record, very likely, 8-8 eight eight at best. 7-9, uh, I don't know, does this system need a little bit of work? Why is a team like that hosting a playoff game? I can't believe it. Well, you know, I was talking about this earlier today, Scott, and, you know, Mike Singletary, he went on he, he went on record as saying, if we're 7-9 and nine and we make the playoffs, we're happy about that, and we will be in the playoffs, and we're happy about it. And the, the thing about it is they're going to have to host the first round of the playoffs, being at 7-9. and nine. It, it just don't make sense. I mean, there has to be some retooling, but – Maybe not because, I mean, how many times has this happened where a division has been that freaking bad? I mean, it's it's really bad. Uh, Kansas City and St. Louis. St. Louis is a good team. They're young. Kansas City wins this game for fun. Yeah, I say start uh, start Jamal, Char- Jamal Charles, bench Thomas Jones, bench Moiaki, uh, start Steven Jackson if you have to. But don't get too excited about it because KC is an average run defense. Bradford should get his 200 yards, two touchdowns. Looks very doable in this game for Sam Bradford. Detroit at Tampa Bay. Freeman has cracked 200 yards only once 
in his last five games, Mike, but the Lions accommodate these opposing quarterbacks. I think you're going to see a heavy dose of LeGarrette Blunt this week against Detroit, Mike. And uh, LeGarrette Blunt is going to get his against that Detroit line. Now, Calvin Johnson uh, against Tampa looks to be a very solid play, even with Drew Stanton. Tampa Bay has a difficulty covering those big physical wide receivers, Mike. And Aurelius Ben, if you're thinking about starting Mike Williams, I don't think it's a good idea. They've been talking all week about stopping Mike Williams. That's what Detroit, if you go on those boards, Detroit is focusing on Mike Williams. And the Tampa offensive coaching staff, they've talked about getting Aurelius Ben more involved. They said, look, if you're going to double Mike Williams every week, we're going to show you what Aurelius Ben can do and he has continued to deliver, Mike. This isn't a great guy you can count on in a redraft just yet, but be looking for this kid to start contributing in dynasty leagues uh, late this year and, and, and then next year. I think he's going to be good. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Scott, You know, when they first named the coach of uh, Tampa Bay, I was like, who the heck is this? You know, and I didn't like it, but, uh, you know, he's he's got things going in the right direction for that organization. And I think uh, I think all Tampa Bay fans are happy. Uh, they're getting, uh, you know, they're, they're filling the stadium, or Raymond James Stadium. They're filling it up, and uh, they're they're believing in what's going on there uh, with the young quarterback, uh, a young running back like uh, Blunt. And uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of positive things going on with Tampa Bay right now. Uh, against Detroit, you know, I think it's going to be a very good game. I, you know, I think Tampa Bay will win easy, but I think you brought up a good point as far as Calvin Johnson. You you have to start him. You have to start Calvin uh, against Tampa Bay's defense, uh, against their secondaries, and hoping for something over the top. Uh, the top team in the NFC is the Atlanta Falcons. They're on the road at Seattle. Ryan, uh, you know, you've got – Seattle is the NFL leader in allowing 20-plus and 40-plus passing plays. So you're going to see Matt Ryan, not a dominant fantasy quarterback. He's going to have a very solid day. I think he's going to have some fun in this game, Mike. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, you've got Marshawn Lynch. Remember, he had that three-touchdown day against the Panthers. I think you can see that at a high tower this week because they're playing the Panthers, but not from Lynch. He was back to his old self last week, 29 yards versus the Niners. Uh, Mike Williams is back from from his ankle injury, so I think you will see Matt Hasselbeck try to keep up throwing to his wide receiver options all over the field, uh, trying to keep up with this Atlanta team. Atlanta's going to pound it. They're going to throw it. They're going to run it. They're just going to try to do everything they do, and they do it better than Seattle. Atlanta wins this on the road, Mike. No way Seattle can beat Atlanta this week. Yeah, you know, I agree with that, and – Actually, the over and under is 45 and a half, and I would almost go under. Uh, the only reason I say that is because I don't see Seattle scoring more than 14 points, and I see uh, I see Atlanta scoring, uh, you know, 28 to 31. That puts it right at that number. Uh, I like Atlanta a lot. I like Michael Turner uh, a lot in this game. So, you know, if, if you're going to, you know, fantasy implications in this game, uh, leans toward um, – Matt Ryan, uh, and, uh, Michael Turner, and uh, I don't know who else. Roddy White. Yep, Roddy White. You know, uh, you got you got Seattle 31 in the league against wide receivers, 28 in the league against running backs, 25th in the league against quarterbacks. 
Uh, Mike, they don't stop anybody. So, you know, if you got any Atlanta players, go ahead and get them in the lineup. Atlanta's going to trounce that game and be be looking for a, yeah, uh, but, a big Atlanta win and a win to keep Seattle from the playoffs. Yeah, but, Scott, the thing about it is, is you know, if you have Atlanta players and if they're up, uh, say, 28 to – Three at half or twenty to seven at half. Uh, how much production will you get out of a Roddy White or a Matt Ryan? Yeah, you're going to get plenty. You'll get plenty out of them in the first half. And again, I think uh, I, I think they're just going to play uh, play to win that game. And and, and I think they'll. Uh, I think Seattle will play tough enough to uh, keep them honest. But I think I think Atlanta, like I said, does a little does things just a little bit better at, at every pass of the game. The Jets at Pittsburgh, Mike. It can't get any worse for the Jets. They've been down and out for the last couple of weeks. At Pittsburgh, I was big behind Ward this week. Sanchez looked awful. It can't get worse, but it's not going to get a lot better. But Damian Thomason looked bad. He's not somebody you can start this week. However, here's the thing I'm seeing. Paul Lawler is the life and blood of the Steelers defense. With him. When he's not in that, on that defense, they do behave differently. And the Steelers have an offensive line. The battered offensive line is killing Big Ben. The past three games, he has one touchdown, Mike. He's been sacked 12 times, and that's not a recipe that's going to um, do him any favors against this Rex Ryan team. Mendenhall, he's another guy I can't trust at all. He doesn't play. Did you notice he didn't play at all on third downs last week or in the two-minute drill at all? So it limited his touches. Uh, LT on that side of the ball, his, his touches are limited. I couldn't start any of these guys. Mendenhall, he's a borderline RB2 against the Jets this week. I really don't think I could start him. I'm going to look for any option I can to bench Mendenhall because, again, the Jets' defense, that's the one thing they do do right. It's the number one running defense against the number two running defense. So you would think that Roethlisberger is going to throw the ball, and you would think that Sanchez is also going to open it up. I could see Keller maybe surprising some people. Kyle Hollow's out. What do you What do you think here? Anybody else? Mike Wallace? You think Mike Wallace has a big day? Yeah. You, you know what? Uh, this game, uh, Pittsburgh is a six-point favorite. The over-and-under is 35-and-a-half. 35 and a half, and that's a real low over and under with a, a team that is a, that big of a favorite. The Jets are reeling right now. They have no identity. They have no they have no idea what's going on. Uh, the only way that the Jets can keep this game close and, uh, you know, make things happen is with LT. LT is going to have to be – he's going to have to step up and uh, – whether it's rushing the ball or catching the ball in the backfield, LT has to be a focal point in this game. Sean Green, no, he will he will not be the guy. It's gonna it's gonna have to be LT. If it's not LT, then uh, the Jets get blown freaking out. All right, we've got one minute to go. I'm gonna just run down Green Bay at the Patriots. Rodgers is the big question mark. They've got a solid front four in New England. It's a four-headed monster for the ground game for 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 uh, Green Bay with Starks and B. Jackson, Coon and Nance. Branch is a must start. I guess I say Jennings is a must start. That's about it, really. Uh, and Brady, obviously, Welker. You got to put Brady and Welker in there, and and that's about it. There's just a lot of questions, Mike. And then the Chicago Minnesota Monday Night game. <laughs> Joe Levitt, quarterback. Uh, Adrian Peterson, and he's got to be hurting with the Bears defense and without all-pro guard Steve Hutchinson, but uh, you've got to put him in there. Unfortunately, you have to do it. You can't bench Adrian Peterson, Mike. 
Good luck Sunday, buddy. Look, you asked for it. You asked for Nick. I guarantee. I got a guarantee. I will beat you. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Africa.